Welcome back to Down for the Count, ladies and gents. I am one-fourth of your co-host, Tiffany E. And on behalf of Alexis, Janae, and Nicole, we'd like to welcome you back to the show. So this is going to be our comeback episode. We are finally off of our hiatus, and we're going to be pumping out content every week, just like we should. I'm going to make sure I try to get these episodes out as quickly as possible. It is going to give me a little bit of time to get back into the swing and groove of things. But we are going to do it. So this week, you're going to probably get four episodes instead of two. My bad. Anyway, we have last week's episode coming in this particular show. This is part one. We covered all of the shows that we watched in terms of wrestling from NXT to NXT UK to Raw to SmackDown to even Impact. And we gave you a little bit of MLW in there, too. So that's what this first Part is going to focus on and it's also going to mention Cody Rhodes having a conversation with Jericho on his podcast about what AEW's greatest asset and what their greatest weakness is and it's going to be some hard truths that we have been saying for quite some time that I think really just it really just gives us the joy and you know the feels to know that we were right and you guys are wrong I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It just means that we were right in our assessment of AEW and we're going to continue to assess them the way that we do, which is fair and truthfully. All right. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Down for the Count. Be sure to look out for part two where we discuss even more topics that I think you guys really, really want to hear. So I hope you guys enjoy and we'll see you guys in there. Welcome back to Down for the Count, ladies and gentlemen. I am one-fourth of your co-host, Tiffany E. And as always, we have Alexis, Nicole, and Janae. Say hi, everybody. Hello. Hi. Hi. So we're back after our hiatus. I hope you guys missed us. Um, If you didn't, fuck it. Anyway, um, <laughs> we're going to dive right into this. We're gonna have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have a conversation about the shows from this week. We're gonna talk about COVID nineteen ravaging the wrestling community, and we're also gonna discuss the WWE Fox on Fox popularity list and a lot of other stuff. So let's just start with the stuff we really. Let's just start with Monday Night Raw. Anybody have anything sure. to say about Monday Night Raw? Next. Um, they changed the intro music. Next. Oh, goody. Yay. Awesome. Anything else? Um, um I had brisket <clears throat> lines made on Monday for during one of the raw matches. It was delicious. Oh, wow. Wow. That's wonderful. Yeah. Okay, so that was Monday Night Raw, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. We're just gonna we're just gonna <laughs> tell you right now that um Monday Night Raw is in the toilet, and um, um feel bad for Drew. I feel bad for Keith. I feel bad for a lot of people on Monday Night Raw. Um, I hope that within the next couple of months they kind of you know give Raw some a good punch in the ass. Um, they did have Legends Night. What was it? A couple weeks ago. What? That was um, it. It was interesting. Let's let's put it that way. Um, yeah. They basically just had the people there to do cameos, and that was it. We yes. didn't. And of course, she got Goldberg to come out there and um, you know, challenge Drew McIntyre at Royal Rumble. Come get Grandpa and tell him that his wrestling career is done. Yeah, a lot of people aren't happy. You know what the funny thing is? I was going back listening to a couple of our episodes today because. Oh, I was going back listening to a couple episodes we did because I'm that much of an ego. I have that much of an ego when it comes to this damn thing. So, um, Tiff, you called it. You said that it was like an episode right before we went on hiatus. And Tiff's like, it's about to get stupid over in WWE and stupid not in a good way. Because it's, mm-hmm. it's always that weird miasma time between Royal Rumble and Mania. They're going to get all their stupid shit out of the way because come Rumble or come Mania, that's when stories are going to end and they'll have no choice but to start new ones. 
Well, it, it's and not really that that's time. exactly it's like what's during, happening. And during, I don't like, know. During the Christmas break, it did get stupid. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's still there. I mean, it's still there. They'll start trying in a week. So, yeah. Yeah, so this is like the recycle bin still. Yeah. It's expected, well, but I didn't I didn't expect them to dig that far in the recycle bin. I thought they were going to, you know, pull the bottles from the top. They went all the way to the bottom, you know, to that bottle that was you know, kicked out, turned inside out, you know, left in the dirt, buried for about three years. They, they really, they really went to the bottom of the barrel with Goldberg. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was unnecessary. They didn't have to. They had a good story with I, Seamus and Keith Lee. They should have stuck with that. And I would have been more interested in a three-way at Rumble with Lee, Seamus, and Drew. That would have at think- least been a good match, but it's like, <laughs> Who's getting hyped for Goldberg? And it's like, and this is this is no shade to the TikTok wrestling community. Fuck it, whatever. This is be the first people I piss off in 2021. But y'all get excited. Y'all get excited over everything. Like, why would you want to see someone after, especially after the match that him and the Undertaker had at Saudi? And I get it. Oh, Southside, blah blah blah. But just think about this. Would you rather, would you really want to see a match like Taker versus Goldberg if they went had at Saudi when they damn near almost killed each other on accident? Or would you have had a three-way dance with Keith Lee, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre? But y'all get hyped over anybody returning, and it's like, see, this is why I don't fuck what? with y'all anymore. I try to fuck with y'all. I don't, I don't want to do it anymore. Nope. <sighs> Well, ladies and gents, that's Monday Night Raw. Uh, but there's really not much to it. No <laughs> There's really not much to it. Um, SmackDown, I'm going to skip past uh, NXT just for a little bit. SmackDown is solid. I don't think that um, SmackDown is a, is a decent show. It's, it's, sometimes it's really, really great, and then sometimes it's good. And I'd rather it be in that fluctuating side of the spectrum than where Raw is. Um, it's consistent. Roman Reigns is a very good heel. He's good at um, stroking that fire and making people hate him. And a lot of people love him as a heel. Um, and they they do a good job at setting up other stories. I just wish they would focus on all of the superstars and not just Roman. Roman tends to be a focal point in the beginning of the show and at the end of the show. And although I appreciate Roman and what he can do, I am curious to see as to what the rest of the roster is capable of in terms of holding down the rest of the show. You do have Bianca and Bailey's story going. Um, Sasha and Carmella's story is still ongoing. And you have um, Biggie and possibly Apollo still moving through. So you have a lot to work with, and then you have some stuff that people don't really care to see, like, you know, uh, Corbin and Mysterio having a whole thing, and I mean, you're going to have those type of matches on the show at a given. For the most part, overall, SmackDown is a a good show. I'm praying that they can push through and keep it going. I think they'll be fine. I think I don't have any, like, doubts about SmackDown. And yeah. then, although I do wish that Bailey and Bianca got a little bit more airtime, but honestly, like when they're actually having a good non-title women's feud, like when's the last time we had that? Not, 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 not recently. I, I mean, can't remember I'm that. Staggering, like years. What was that? Ruby Riot and Natalia's feud that I liked. Yeah, that was the last one. That was over a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think the fact that we have that, we have a women's... Um, the women are doing a lot more on SmackDown than they are on Raw, and they have an hour less time because you have that, you have Carmella and Sasha, you have um, the thing with Ruby Riot, 
um, Billy Kay and Liv. You also have Sonya creeping back as an authority figure. Like, you actually have yeah. a decent amount of women doing important things. And not just, like, thrown mm-hmm. on TV just to have on TV like they do on Raw. Like, it makes sense. <clears throat> and they don't have stupid-ass storylines. Yeah, like they yeah, have, like, like Charlotte and, and Lacey's storyline with her father. Oh, God. That's too much. Well, it's... Oh, I my mean, God. Obviously, I don't know. I just... I don't have... I don't like Lacey anymore at all. Oh. Like, I'm just kind of... I, I don't... I don't like, like this character first. I don't like her either. as a character. I'm over her as a worker. Just in general. Like I just enjoy SmackDown. I think um, I just like how they're how they're using it. She's done nothing. Yeah, like I like how they're using everybody. Like they're literally using every single woman. Huh? What was that? No, I was agreeing with you. Janae nailed it on the head. That's why. No, she said that over on SmackDown, everybody gets used. Even the jobbers in the back, they get used. Yeah, well, like, even, uh, what's their fucking name? Like, even Tamina and I, I they got Smackdown Tamina yeah. together as a tag team. I said, less some yeah. fucking for them to that's do, too. What, and, and that's one of the things I like. That's so true. This, this past uh, SmackDown, you know, Roman Reigns opened it. I'm loving the storyline that they that they were doing with uh, Scrap Daddy. I love that storyline. Then we got to see, you know, the Riot Squad and the whole Billy Kay storyline play out. But then the cool thing about it was uh, Natalia came out, but she had Tamina with her. And Tamina wasn't even wrestling, but she was just ringside, so you still saw her. So it's just like, I like that. They, they used Sasha and Carmella. They used Bailey and, uh, Bailey and um, Bianca Belair. So they've literally used that whole women's roster in some way, some shape, or form on SmackDown this week. And then when you look at the men's roster, they used all of them. And even if they weren't wrestling, you had Daniel Bryan and Cesaro cutting a promo, but you, know, you could still see um, uh, Chad Gable. You could still see Otis. You had Biggie sitting ringside with Sami Zayn um, and Apollo Cruz. You saw Rey Mysterio versus Corbin, but you know his son was ringside. I think the only person that you didn't see was Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy was yeah, Buddy Murphy. So it was, it was like they are literally using everybody in some way, shape, or form. And then when you go and you look at Raw, and the same person is writing for Raw, and they continuously use the same people, and you. You have three hours, but you have a bigger roster. So to me, it's just like, how is it so night and day that you can write, in my opinion, really great episodes of SmackDown, and then when you get to Raw, it's like you just don't, you don't give a you shit anymore. About it, Steve. So it's just yeah. like, to me, this Friday Night SmackDown this week, it was really good. I I enjoyed it. I love the whole Ding Dong Hello Bailey thing because it just shows how much of a of an ass she is. I love the fact they're going to do, you know, this, like, athletic ability. As long as it's not on the lines of the Street Profits and, um, oh, what is their name? The Viking Raiders. The Viking Raiders. As long as it's not on the lines of that, I would rather see they're going to be at, as long as, if they're going to be at, like, the stadium, use the stadium. Because you're basically in a huge baseball field. Use the stadium. Do it, the whole, like, live thing. So it's just, like. To me, I enjoy watching SmackDown. When I watch Raw, it's like I have it on the background and I'm playing Candy Crush and I'm like looking up every once in a while. Um, Ooh, the only thing I don't really care, I didn't care for Baron Corbin and Rey Mysterio. Didn't really care for that match. Um, I like the promo that, that the Street Profits did against the Dirty Dogs. I prefer that than them doing whatever talk show segment that they had in the ring. I didn't really find it as funny. Um, I know there were a lot of, and people know how I hate about when they do roll-ups and matches. I know people, there were people that were upset that, that there was a roll between 
the Ruby, the Riot Squad match and the Baron Corbin and um, Rey Mysterio match. I didn't mind the roll up between with the Riot Squad because it was something that Billy Kay would do. Like she's running from Tamina. She's not going to run around the ring. She's going to run in the ring to get to the other side. So like it, it, it all made sense to help progress the storyline. So those roll ups were fine. So for me, it's just like SmackDown, it's a hit for me. And then you get to Raw and it's just like, Flush it down the toilet. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting for an opportunity. Oh shit! It's, this it's just raw. It's just Ross, really bad. My thing is, I feel like, to get through. I, I feel like Bruce Pritchard is purposely throwing raw down the toilet so Vince McMahon could take him off of writing for Raw and just leave him <laughs> on SmackDown. So Vince is like, he could just be a grown man and say he doesn't want to do it. He's like, oh, but doing he, that stupid SmackDown shit. is good shit. Raw is not good shit. So I'm that just gonna put too. you on SmackDown. Okay. So uh, that's 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 what I'm hoping for, but yeah, I I I see <laughs> Raw more than I mean NXT and SmackDown this week. Raw was just fucking shit can. All right, well, how was NXT? Because I didn't get the chance to watch it, but I heard good things. The Dusty Classic started this week, so how was it? Um, NXT oh. was I I enjoyed NXT. Oh, go ahead, Nicole. You know what happened on NXT this week? You know. No, I don't. NXT was good. Like it. I mean, NXT has, to be quite frank, um, at NXT has been quite stagnant. Where I I can't believe, and then people will be like, "Oh, AEW." I've actually really enjoyed rewatching AEW than like NXT the past couple weeks because I don't watch AEW live because I just don't like to. I don't know why, but I just I just don't like to anymore. I like I rather I feel like I can I can watch it better when so many people aren't blowing smoke up its ass. I can enjoy it more personally. If that makes okay. sense. Mm-hmm. So I always I- like watching it before but and um AEW yeah that makes sense for a while I liked a little bit better than NXT because NXT was just kind of getting kind of stagnant for a little bit and I know obviously like they lost like their head writer and you know they're probably going through some growing planes blah 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 but things actually started like kicking up again so you have Scarlet basically like sending out a warning to Finn like that they're coming after him Sue, regardless what's going on, um, you had the start of the Dusty Classic. You had um, Grizzled Young Vets um, advance as they should. Um, you had um, you had um, Undisputed Era advance. Um, I think Brizongo need to go back up to the main roster. They need more tag teams up on the main roster than they do in NXT at the moment. I agree. Yeah, I think it's time you got the tag team. You got the tag team belts down there. You did what you're supposed to do. You got to go back up because they need tag teams. There's a very there's a huge difference with the amount of tag teams are within NXT that are on the main roster. Just they they need to get moved back up. But that's beside the point. You have um. Kushida possibly starting a program with Gargano to hopefully get the North American Championship as he should because he deserves it. Um, and then also like the main important thing, all well, this is the second most important thing is Pete Dunn is coming for Finn's championship as he should. I love Finn, but I'm <laughs> tired of him. <laughs> I have to agree. I think I Finn like has become very stale. You know what's messed up? And I love Finn Balor. I feel like Finn has... It feels like Finn has held that um, belt longer than fucking um, Adam Cole did. And he held that shit for well over a year. And that's true. And that, that's not good. It's not a good thing that it feels like that. That's no, not a I, good feel, thing. I literally feel like um, Finn has had that belt for two years. It feels like he's had it for two years. No. Like, it, I, it needs I, to go. This title run for Finn for me wasn't it wasn't good. I wasn't even excited when he got it. No, honestly, and, I think they should have gave it back to Ad uh, Cole, in my opinion. I would rather they had gave it back to Champa because I think he'd been a good heel champion. 
Um, I think and they could go back to cross and again during that time. Yeah. See, I, I'm so I'm not and I'm time. not and I'm not interested in watching him and cross. I'm not interested in seeing that. And I hate to say that because I really do like Finn Balor. But Finn Balor is missing something. And yeah. And it just feels he like he's less falling flat. When he got married. Oh. Some people don't need to be getting married sometimes. No, I'm be- I'm being dead serious. And this is this sounds real fucked up. And this is like low-key no shade to his wife. But sometimes when people, when especially wrestlers or even like musician and, and this is a and this is one thing heavy for musicians when they have like a huge life change dynamic like sometimes shit don't click anymore i think and, he needs to go back to the way he was with the demon and that thing that yeah he needs he needs fucking something because this shit it's like the prince it's, isn't doing anything. It'd be more believable if he had people behind him. Like he can't do this lone, this lone wolf badass shit. Like that's like he, like that does not click with him. You gotta have some people behind you and do this character. Like you can't do this by yourself because it's just, it doesn't carry well for him. If that makes sense. Maybe that's what's missing. Is he don't have a crew? Yeah, he need, like, he needs some people behind him. Like Escobar and um, Pat McAfee and all of them. Yes. Okay. He needs some people behind him. Um, the most important thing is is that um, formerly the Rascals, um, now known as MSK, no one knows technically what it means. I've been hearing it's a abbreviation of Musty Kids. Um, Desmond and um zach have changed their names to wesley and nash carter which is a play off of rush hour okay that's cute yeah so it's a it's a play off of rush hour um and then we also we also technically don't know what msk means but they debuted in the dusty classic they are the second individuals to debut at Dusty Classic. The first one, I believe, were Champa and Gargano. Oh, DIY. Fact check me, but I think I'm correct. But they just came in hot, uh, whooped. I I hate that it was um, Swerve and Atlas, but had to be somebody. Someone had to be the lamb. Mm. And um, they're just so happy, and they're so excited, and it's just, it was just crazy to see them. I'm like getting choked up thinking about it. It's like, it's just crazy to see them in that ring because they worked so hard for so many years. And this is like literally their dream. And it yeah. couldn't have happened to better people. Oh, that's literally sweet. couldn't have happened to better people. Yeah, I, I don't know. Just just give them the fucking cup already, and just give them the belts. Nicole. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I, everybody knows I love um um Birch and Lorcan, but you know they just gotta go. I don't like Birch and Lorcan as champion. I, think- I love them. I don't like them as heels. I like them better as faces. They don't work for me. And, yeah, they in don't this work capacity. as heels. Maybe it's because, because they're like heels. Yeah, Maybe they, it is because they're, they're, they're heels. They're way better as faces. But I like their wrestling style. I do like yeah. that. I just, I can't, I don't, I can't get into them being champion. It doesn't work for me. Not in this, in this capacity. It doesn't work. But other than that, Zia Lee and uh, Boa debuted at New Year's Evil. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I just say, I forgot about that. Zaylee and Boa. Zaylee, she was always a great character to have, and I don't think that they really tapped into what she could be capable of. And Zaylee went to the higher ups and was like, "I want more time. I need more time. You have to put me on TV." So they came up with this concept for Xylee. They have this entity sitting there while they're wrestling. 
Bo is there, like, you know, the, the key muscle if something happens, and Zylee's going out there just kicking people's heads off. Um, when she kicked that girl's face off at New Year's Evil, I was like, y'all need to make sure she all right. Y'all need to make sure she not dead, because she kicked that girl in the face. That was not that was fake. Beautiful. That was beautiful. The, the whole presentation to it, to me, is just fire. It is. And no pun intended, but I don't know, and I just love it because it shows like like their culture. Yeah. Like it's really showing the significance of how of how Chinese culture views warriors and how important that is into their society, even modern day. And it really and I like the way that they did it. They took her, they slowly pulled her from TV, and then they gave her the vignettes every week. And you saw them being broken down and then built back up. And I was like, this right here is why people watch wrestling. This is why. That's a story. You're watching her become something different. And then you get to see the end result of it. And then we'll get to see how they work her into the normal rotation of the superstars. And I'm like, this right here was was good. This was good to see. If they somebody took it and put that whole video package together from the time frame she was losing up until, you know, they took her away and put her in that dungeon and started training her again. If they show all of that shit up into her first match at New Year's Evil, that'd be a good story to watch over and over again. It's just, if y'all could do that with her, then y'all can do better. Y'all have the pieces, and y'all have people to write the stories. Y'all just got to trust in what you have. And that's that. That's just true tea. It's, it's just so, it's so good. It has so much potential. And, I mean, shout out to them for making use out of the smoke machine because, you know, only Cross was using it because Finn just does what the fuck whatever now. Yeah. Yeah, like, what is he doing? His entrance entrance is so fucking whack now. He used to have the most fire entrance. Light. (laughs) He was... He was all into when I tell it. You, I was like, but there, when I we were at takeover, some people was low key almost dying from that smoke machine because it wasn't turning off. <laughs> oh no! That smoke machine, no, it was not. To, it was not turning off, and the people in my section started a turn it off chant because they weren't realizing that it was still fucking blowing smoke. And there was someone over by me who was like, "I have asthma." I was like, "Well, be quiet." <laughs> no. They turn it off, but I mean, yeah, because you know they got Zaylee and, and them with um, Boa and the Grudge, and then they got Cross using it. So you know, good for them. They're getting money out of it. Not the Grudge, Nicole. <laughs> I'm convinced as a man. Now, I mean, I was kind of high when I was like watching it, rewatching. It's a man, it, but I really do think that's a man now. It and is I was, a like, man. Really I was. I looked at it twice. And I'm like, I'm, I had to slow the frame down. I'm like, that's a dude. That's not a woman. That's a dude. Anything else happened on NXT that we should talk about besides Cross? Um, no, I can mention NXT UK a little bit. Okay. Um, I know that Jenny's cool. going after so Kaylee Ray, right? Um, I mean, Walter whooped a kid's ass. I mean, we. I. I mean, I'm not surprised by it. Um, I don't think anybody is. And it, it's at this point where it's like we have no idea who Walter is going to end up dropping to. Yeah. It, it's like it's in, like you just don't know. Um, but that match was really good, of course, always. Because well, also, um, I know we love Keith Lee and, you know, support um, everybody black. You know, we always root for everybody black. Um but we also, I don't think Walter gets enough credit in the company for being such a well-rounded big man wrestler. No, he doesn't. He does I not. In a, and also him being able to work <laughs> with guys who are significantly smaller than him and make their hits 
to him looks still look impactful, no, even though he's ginormous. Who uh, would y'all rather take a shot from? Would you rather take a shot from Walter, or would you rather take a shot from Keith Lee? I don't want to get shot by neither one of them motherfuckers. Well, if you say like if you like, say you would get, say if you survived, you get like a million bucks. So who would you rather? Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Keith Lee. I feel like. Walter would literally cave my chest in. Yes. You lose a titty. Hell no. I'm yeah. going to keep leaving. <laughs> <laughs> my titty's already lopsided. I can't have that. Walter would, <laughs> would chop you and be tell you to suck it up. We're in training. No. Whole uh, fucking so chest caved in. I'm not in your school. Right. <laughs> so trying to make to you feel stupid because you're dying. <laughs> No, thank like you. I go friend. to Keith Lee. I feel like yeah. Keith Lee be gentle. You know, he's like, all right, we're going to get you this chop. Brace yourself. He's like, all right, I can take it. Yeah, but um, <laughs> it's that. Uh, we have Jenny coming after the UK cha- Women's Championship. Um, I love Kaylee Ray. If Kaylee Ray has to drop it to anybody, it should be Jenny. Um, I say this all the time. Jenny should be the next person moved to. NXT in the States. I think she has, I think she's like super compelling. Like she's a type, I think she would translate well on NXT um, US audience. I think she'd honestly translate very well on the main roster because she's what Carmella wishes she was. Okay, now I see. She is like this high fashion, um, rich bitch, but she is scary in the ring. Like, she'll mess somebody up. And that's what Carmella character is supposed to be. But Jenny exudes that. And you, like, 100% believe her. Um, so I don't know. I, J- Jenny's fire. People don't talk about Jenny enough again for me. Um, but nobody watches NXT enough for me as well. And then you also have um, Ilya Dragunov um, completely rebuilding himself. Really? As a character, as a wrestler, on screen as well. And I'm excited for him. That's another person they need to move over to the States. Dragunov's dangerous. Yeah, I think he needs, after they get done doing whatever they're doing with Pete, I think he they need to, and after Ilya Dragunov, like, realizes his character, his new character, he needs to get moved, and I think, and Jenny needs to get moved. That's interesting. What about Piper? Huh? What about Piper Nevin? I like Piper. I think she needs to stay over here. For, here, like I'm in the UK. Um, I think <laughs> she needs to stay over there for a while because I think she'd be a good person to help build up the brand and to help the girls over there within and also helping her character. Mm-hmm. Piper Niven's a good, she's a fantastic wrestler. She's one of the best on the roster. She could use some help with her being more well-rounded and more character work. Whereas, okay. in my opinion, Jenny is ready to go to the States. Hell, like she's more Kaylee prepared Ray to the States. Yes, I want Kaylee Ray. They okay. would love her. I think regular NXT would fucking love her. Yeah, I like Kaylee I think I think she and also I think she would do well on SmackDown. Yeah. Would love her. Yeah, I could see that. That'd be cool. Well, let's move into AEW. Do we have to? Yes, we have to. Yes, we have to, children. We must. So I have only I've only seen one episode of AEW in the last couple of weeks and I've glanced at some stuff. I didn't see this week's episode. Um the last episode I saw uh the Young Bucks were wrestling in like a six or an eight man tag team match on that episode. Um they had that weigh in 
with um, Darby Allen against Brian Cage. They oh, had, nice. um, yeah, and they had Sting come out there pretty much. That was the end of that. They had Kenny Omega wrestling. No, I'm just. Was it Phoenix? Look. Here's. Yes. Yeah. No, it's just that way and took me out. Look. Because also, Darby Allen weighs less than I fucking do. Like, what is this? That's what I was saying. Look. But. Oh, that's also one more thing we have to talk about. Go ahead. All they're doing in a all they're doing in AEW right now is pushing this thing with Omega going to Impact, and this is gonna be my rant for the episode because I do one one per show. Exactly, there you go. So <laughs> they are making this big deal about Kenny Omega going over to Impact. They are burying not only Motor City Machine Guns, they are burying their champion Rich Swan. And Tony Schiavone's on this fucking live stream bullshit tearing down this company. Okay, Tony, you want to shoot? Let's shoot. Was this or was not a company that you went crawling to to try to get a job, and they said, no, you're not what we wanted. But they hired the other two schmucks from WCW before they hired you. Hmm. So then you show up looking like Dante from fucking uh, Clerks trying to do a promo where you're, you want to fight Mike Tanay, who looks like like my kid can fight Don Tanay. This is no this is no shade toward him at all. I like him as an announcer. I like his voice. I don't like Josh Matthews, but that's a whole other story. But oh my it's god, he's like, so bad. You guys are taking pot shots at Impact. Like. He better you gotta take shots shot to impact. You want to say, "Oh, he tried. He tried it." Listen, everyone's taking. They're doing shots at impact. They're they're making fun. Look, this company. We can all agree on this. Impact should have been dead ten years ago. Mm. It should have been dead by now. People like we should be having like people saying, "Hey, remember the good old days of TNA?" And they're still going. And honestly, I'm more invested in impact right now than I am in AEW. I don't give a fuck about the Bullet Club reforming because we all knew it was going to happen. The only reason, and I'm sorry, the only reason they had to do it over here and they had to get the, the little sad dad club over from impact into it Ooh, because child. they know in their heart of hearts, no, I'm going off like this is and if you go on Twitter and you look at actual Impact fans, whether they're casual watchers or they've been watching since day one, people are really pissed off about this. Like, <clears throat> I don't who who here has actually been checking for Gallows and Anderson in the last two years ever? Oh. Anybody? I don't give a I shit. And it's like, I mean, all they want to do is try to... I think I'm, not, I think I'm the only one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I'm well, there you go. go. Not force. I, my like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I just... Sorry. I don't like the fact, because they know they can't go back to... They know they can't go back to New Japan, because they burnt bridges with New Japan. There's no way they're going to be like, yeah... Take your friends over. No, that ain't gonna happen. Fuck well, Gallows and Anderson um, can go back. That, now all the Gallows well, and Anderson can go Omega back, but them, it's yeah. Omega and Young Bucks who can't, and Cody can't. I don't think Cody can go back either. <sighs> I think Cody. I have my own thing about Cody Rhodes, but we'll talk about him on a later day. But it's like you want to bury this company. You're taking shots at this company. Impact has been more entertaining to me than AEW has been in the last six months. And I don't, I don't get access TV, but I watch the clips on YouTube or, you know, I see it on Twitter when people share stuff. They have more consistent storylines. They have, and I mean, it's right up there with MLW. They have, it, shit, anything else? <laughs> they have faction. They have, their storylines make sense. Like, they had Wrestle House, which people were like, this is stupid. And I'm like, no, actually, this is actually kind of funny because 
these they kind of don't know what to do with these people right now. So instead of keeping them off TV, here's what they're doing with them. I thought it was funny. The wedding thing with Rosemary and Johnny Bravo, which it was I rewatched it today. And it was so cute that crazy scene walked her down the aisle. I'm like, oh, my decay, baby. Yay. Um, I love decay. They went up against the Hardy. No, everyone's like, you shouldn't like decay because you're a Hardy Boy fan. I'm like, these are my people, though. Like, these are the, I hang out with them in high school. Like, you know, I, no, I like decay and I like the Hardy Boys. And it was a great feud. And, um, like, the knock the knockout every, like everyone's shitting on the knockouts division. I don't like knockouts division's going through a rebuilding phase. Rosemary I don't understand. Deanna Perrazzo's doing fine as champion. They're fine. What are they talking about? They'll they'll say this. They'll say that AEW's women division is Eons better than Impact, and I'm sitting here Bullshit. like, you mean the bullshit that we just see on TV all the time? Like, no. this is what pisses me off, and it's like everyone's shitting on Impact. I'm like, you got Rosemary, you got Taya Valkyrie, you got Yana Perazzo, you got Neil Dashwood, you got Kimberly, you got um, there's some other bitches over there right now. I can't yeah, remember. But it's like Tasha Steele. You have. You have a bunch of people there. Jazz, Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace. So it's like, so why aren't you, so why are you guys going after a women's division when we only see the same three people from yours? This whole thing, the wedding thing that, that Kip and Penelope are doing, I'm like, this is the best thing you can do with Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford, two people who should be running your divisions right now. You put mm. them in a fucking wedding angle with Rusev and to that be honest, line was made Rusev specifically was for Miro just to be clear that, it was written sad. specifically for sad. him that that's why it's like that it was they were used to boost Miro so that whole story was written around him specifically that for is, him that mm-hmm. is that is absolutely but he'll want to go out there and say that oh this is great this is wonderful this is the greatest storyline ever but you'll come out and say wwe wanted to give you a storyline where you had erectile dysfunction that's why your <laughs> wife was with a dude with no eyebrows since <laughs> how this is so much better <laughs> I just realized I'm wearing my crazy Steve shirt. That explains a lot. <laughs> like, so you wanna, you're like going gun ho for someone's wedding. You have Chuck Taylor, one of the best indie towns to walk God's green earth or whatever mm-hmm. deity you believe in. Green earth. He, you keep calling him. He keeps calling him your boy. You're running around, acting, talking, dressing like someone's creepy-ass uncle. <laughs> and I'm just... But meanwhile, over on Impact, Rosemary married Johnny Bravo. Bravo got shot. This was like, they had this whole, like, fucking whodunit story thing. The payoff was funny. It set up shit. And I'm like, so you're saying this shit is... I want to slap you. (laughs) You have great... And it's like, even AEW fans, you know it's getting bad. And we saw this a lot when we were on our break. You know it's bad when the AEW stands, and we're talking the hardcore AEW stands, the one that's like, oh no, there's no better... There's no other company that can top them, blah, 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 that kind of bullshit. You know it's bad when you see it on Twitter, them basically getting their head out of their ass and wiping the shit away and really looking and watching and seeing what people are talking about. Because we don't come up here to say, oh, fuck AEW. We've never, I mean, we've said this before. (laughs) Do not knock any company. We are honest with our reviews. And because none of y'all are paying my goddamn bills, 
I'm going to be very honest with you. And even if you were paying my bills, I'd be honest with you. But it's like it took Cody for him to come out and say, oh, we need to fix this and this and this. And I'm like, we've been saying this for damn near two years. We have been getting hate messages. We've been getting called everything in the fucking book. Like, few insults I've never even heard of. And I think one dude told me off in German. So that was something new I never experienced in my life. But so let's, 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 let's tell them what he said first. Because they were on Jobber Tears. Um, and shout out to them because Jobber Tears does... Um, Sir Wilkins does a Wilson. Sir Wilkes does a weekly coffee talk on his Instagram, and it's really short. It's usually between five and eight minutes, and he'll talk about specific topics that they speak on or breaking news. He'll do coffee talk, which is kind of cool. So shout out to them. He basically explained what Cody was talking about on Jericho's podcast. I think it was last week, and he said. The pro of AEW is also its con because there was too much freedom in the organization. And there needed to be more communication between managers and wrestlers. You know what that means? That manager and wrestler part, which means the producers of the match weren't being used or being communicated to about the matches. <laughs> and basically... Cody confirmed what Jobber Tears, our podcast, and several other podcasts have been saying about AEW, about them um, <clears throat> relying so much on um, being free and not making sure that they have consistent, concise storylines. And I know for a fact that when AEW started, especially being on television, we were saying that from the beginning. And that gave us a lot of heat. Like, I just got, like, tore down last week on my Instagram because I was telling the truth about AEW. And it's not that we hate them. I, and I don't understand how you can get that misconception out of our critique because you have no issues with us critiquing WWE and we still watch WWE. But the moment we say something about AEW, it's the end of the fucking world. The reality is with AEW, the success relies solely on the shiny object syndrome. And I hate to say that because the, the superstars are great and they do put on good matches. And there are occasions where they have very good storylines that make you want to watch. But AEW has an issue with grandiosity. They're always trying to up the ante in terms of what can they do to pull more eyes. And there's only so far you can go before that bubble begins to break. So our point is, and what we've always been, is we don't want all of this, let's bring Sting in so he can come on stage with a bat and walk slow for five minutes with fake snow dropping down. We don't need to see that. You have people who are there who can do what is necessary to make your show be great. You've proven that you can do that. But instead, you move things around and adjust so that your story looks a particular way to the fans. And so they're all clamoring and salivating because, of course, WWE's putting out shit right now. So the AEW's looking like the shiny savior of the business. When in reality, they're doing the very same things that WWE is doing. They're just not being clocked for it. Except for when people like me and Alexis and Nicole and, my... and, and Jobber Tears come in and start saying it. And then we're attacking and we're, we're, we're haters and we don't care about real wrestling. And it's not that. We want, we want you guys to be great. And if you can't take constructive criticism, then you're in the wrong business. Exactly. And like, that's why I say what I said when I say impact and MLW shout out the Kurt court Bauer. Cause he follows our podcast. So we know we're one of his favorites. Hi court. Oh, also <laughs> shout out to jazz for following us too. Like we love you. Um, <laughs> put that in an audio clip somewhere, but <laughs> impact impact and MLW. And I'll give, I'll give NWA 
uh, a little bit of leeway too. They sleep. They in. are I'm the not three companies no way. that are entertaining oh. me the most. The call said they sleeping. She said they, they sleep, sleep. She ain't giving okay, shit. Well. Okay. Okay. Well, then MLW and Impact are the ones that are entertaining me. Impact is a two-hour show that I don't even get to see because it's not showing up on my TV for some reason. And MLW is an hour long. But I'm still more entertained by watching three hours of wrestling. And with Impact, I watch the clips. But then when it comes to MLW, I can watch MLW whenever I want. It comes out on, what, a Tuesday or Wednesday? I can watch If I don't have time for it, I can watch it on a Friday. And I'm still entertained. And it's only an hour. They're building this huge match where uh, Hammerstone is going to take on Fatu, and I'm all here for it because that's going to be a great match. You just got two big dudes beating the shit out of each other, and sometimes that's what you just want to see. But I'm more entertained by Impact. I'm more like the K is back together. Like Rosemary and Crazy Steve reunited tonight for Hard to Kill. I'm excited about that. Like whatever Eric Young and those uh, oh, Cody Zener and all them are doing, I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, shout he, out to Leo Rush. He uh, is the new yes. um, MLW Middleweight Championship mm-hmm. champion, not championship. He's the middleweight <laughs> champion, <laughs> and that was actually like a really good match. I was actually yeah, was fucking match was fire. It was very good. Like, but, uh, I mean, Penelope, I mean, like, Kip Sabian, I'm sorry, I, I, let me just, I'm just gonna finish this up real quick, but, like, you, like, you wanna, I agree with Tiff, it is the shiny, the shiny object syndrome, the shiny toy syndrome, but y'all are gonna have to realize, this company cannot be carried by Cody, who is going to be wrestling that librarian dude. I guess he changed his gimmick, but it's Peter Avalon next week. No one's asking for that. <laughs> There's no continuity. And it's like Penelope Ford should have been women's champ already. Stop pushing. And I love Thunder I love Thunder Rosa, but you should not be hyping up the NWA women's title more than your own. And I'm just going to leave it at that because I could keep going, but like that shit really pissed me the fuck off. I'm, I'm, I'm just, no, I'm going to go find that clip of Decay spitting shit. I'll be good. All right, I'm fine. <laughs> Janae, you've been pretty quiet. Do you have anything to say about AEW the last couple of weeks? Um, I mean, I can, but you're not going to like it. Well, I mean, at this point, you say what you want. That's why we have the podcast. You say what you want, but it doesn't really matter if they like it or not. <laughs> it is what it is. You um, see how the call in the lessons are. They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. 2021. Um, 2021 is the but let's be real. This is only benefiting AEW. Now, True. the AEW fans can try to spin the wheel as much as they want, move the goalpost as much as they want, move the basketball court down to like three feet so they can make their dunk. Um, but here's the thing. You have Kenny Ooh. Omega and the Good Brothers going up against Ritz One and the Motor City Machine Guns. This whole storyline. You somehow have managed to get the Good Brothers on an AEW show, but for some reason, you can't get Motor City Machine Guns and Rich Swan to go on AEW. Every time Omega and the Good Brothers are on Impact, they literally jump and beat the shit out of Rich Swan and Motor City Machine Guns every single time. So you would think the smart thing would be hey, during our AEW shows, which they do film um, an AEW show like every other week, why don't we bring these guys over to AEW and have them jump Omega and the Good Brothers? That pushes the storyline. The thing is, if you want to bring eyes to Impact, I'm telling you right now, 
no one that watches AEW, like a good majority of people that watches AEW, is watching Impact. The only time they'll watch it is when they know Omega is going to be on it. So if you want to have eyes on Impact, be like, hey, let me check Impact out that has no, and it's not just because Omega's on it. Let's get some AEW stars, not AEW, um, Impact stars, like, you know, the guys that you beat up on a weekly basis on Impact on AEW. My thing is, you have the Good Brothers on there who are. Where is my as, Swishblade conspiracy? <laughs> like, you have the Good Brothers on there who are also ex WWE. But they're also part of Bullet Club. And again, this is what I called when this whole Impact AEW thing came about. I don't consider any of those New Japan people ex-WWE people because they had names before they got became a WWE. Yeah, that's true. Yes, they were there previously, but they got where they were at because of New Japan. So I feel like that's kind of giving a discredit to New Japan. Like, yes, they are ex-WWE guys, but they're only there for a couple years. And that's the same thing with, like, a couple of those other people. I mean, except for, like, Rusev or Miro or whatever the fuck that motherfucker wants to call himself nowadays, but... Well, no, I'm not discrediting New Japan. And this is, like, a different story with AEW kind of banking on the wrestlers that came from the previous promotion. I'm not donking on New Japan, because honestly, I think New Japan is, like, one of the best wrestling promotions out there. I just don't understand how this AEW Impact Alliance is benefiting Impact. I don't see anything, I don't see what they're getting out of it. You have Don Callis, who's on AEW trying to be, a, be he's being Omega's manager, but you do have Tony Khan and uh, Tony Chavon on Impact, but all they're doing is dunking on Impact on like a weekly basis. So to me, it's just like, what are what is Impact gaining from this? Because I, I, I don't see it. <clears throat> Another thing for me is I don't want to see imp- I don't want to see AEW fail. I think AEW is a great alternative when it comes to watching something that's not WWE, that's not Ring of Honor, that's not MLW, that's not New Japan. It's something you can watch that's not what you're used to seeing, I guess, whatever you want to say. But it's like there's so many things that they can do that can be better. And what Tiff was saying, like Cody hit it on the nail, like, too many people back there are just allowed to do whatever they want. Cody said it. Too many people are allowed to do whatever they to do whatever they want. They need to have some kind of writing or production because not every wrestler is going to have a good storyline. The Miro storyline is not a good storyline. You can't sit there and tell me that just because Miro and Tony Khan over a can of White Claw decided, hey, we're gonna put you in another <laughs> wedding angle. But it's also going to be because it's also going to be another angle because they broke Not your arcade claw. game because you're white a gamer. Claw. That's 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 going to be a really good story for you, and everyone's going to love it. You can't sit there and tell me that that story is 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 better than the way at least with the wedding angle. All right, ladies and gents, thank you so much for listening. That was just part one. Part two is coming. I didn't want to overlight you guys too much with the two hour long episode. Wanted to make sure we kind of ease you back into the Down for the Count gross, okay? So make sure you guys follow us on our social media at Down for the Count 19 on Twitter and at D4TC underscore podcast on Instagram. If you want us to do a specific topic for a specific show, then hit us up. We'll consider it. Make sure you send us a message in our anchor if you're listening to us on anchor you can hit us up with a voice message you can always send us a message through instagram or twitter we always try to make sure we respond and don't forget to check out our friends at the jobber tears we had to include them in this episode because they had a significant piece in this episode that we really really wanted to make sure you guys heard and also on top of that we are a part of the we love wrestling network so make sure you guys go and check out we love wrestling at we love wrestling on twitter and at instagram and of course you know you can always look at look them up because they're always promoting indie wrestling which i think is a very lost piece of wrestling that a lot of people forget exists and it does. So make sure you guys go check out our friends at Jabba Tears, Black Wrestling Alliance. We love wrestling. Go check them all out and make sure you come back here 
to listen to part two of the wrestling recap. My name is Tiffany E, a part of the Down for the Count podcast. And of course, on behalf of Alexis, Janae, and Nicole, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you guys next time.